how to start? Well, you know, it's just writing. I mean, here's something important to remember about dialogue. Every word matters. No, it doesn't. They're modern. I want to go to this place that I think it needs to go to. The only thing that counts is what you see on the screen. I will write like four or five, six hours a day. And it will be a voice made of ink and rage. Okay, I'm, re I'm really glad you asked me that question. Welcome to episode 431, where I sat down with filmmakers Robert Ripberger and Devin Keaton, who are also the entrepreneurs behind Ascent Studios, soon due opening in North Carolina. The state-of-the-art facility is located in Spring Hope, just a short drive from Raleigh, and spans on 200 acres of pristine land. The studio is built by Nathan Edwards of Edwards, Inc. In this interview, we talked about the origin of Ascent Studios in Spring Hope, how they plan to collaborate with the studio in Wilmington, which is not far from where I'm from, how tax incentives bring big movies to small towns, and what's next for Ascent Studios. If it's your first time here, make sure to subscribe to the podcast. You can also get my first book, Ink by the Barrel, Secrets from Prolific Writers, for free over at brockswinson.com. I got into child acting a long time ago, obviously, child. And uh, it all started, you know, I guess very similar to what most people start out as, I guess. Um, and um, when I was out there in L.A., uh, it just opened my eyes to a world that's like awesome um, when it comes to like filmmaking, being on set. So I was lucky enough to, you know, book in enough projects to, you know, see what goes on behind the scenes and uh there's a lot it's a whole world and uh yeah i wanted to make movies but you know i had to make money first so got in the car industry and there you go you know i i started film just as a out of a pure just joy and love of storytelling and my dad always told you know stories about his childhood we always watched movies together and I lived, I grew up in Colorado, so we would go camping and I would just kind of improv campfire stories as I would uh, just kind of make it up as I went. And uh, after terrifying my friends with these, um, one of them was like, that'd be making a really interesting movie. And so I got my parents' video camera and made a, you know, very schlocky little horror film and then just kept with it. Um, so, you know, that was when I was... Uh, yeah, that was really when I was, was like seven. Mm -hmm. And so I've been doing it for quite a long time and, uh, the projects have just expanded in scope and done documentaries and commercials and really anywhere there's a good story. That's, that's really what, what excites me about, about filmmaking. So we'll jump ahead a little bit. Tell me kind of how you met Devin Keaton and then Nathan Edwards, like how you guys initially met and then how you decided to take on this giant venture together. So Devin and I met, we were both in Los Angeles together. Uh, we had just you know, arrived. He was, he was an actor. Uh, I was a writer, director, and, you know, we were putting in our dues and um, uh, Devin then uh, joined the auto industry and, and, uh, and started a car dealer, a very successful car dealership. And uh, I, you know, continued to make, make feature films and we were making a film called Those Who Walk Away. And there was a really, really great part. And immediately I thought of Devin for it. And you know, he had kind of been, I guess, semi-retired from filmmaking and from acting. But I really knew that that was his, his, his joy and love. And so 
I called him up and said, there's a part, you don't have to audition. It's yours. He came out, we shot in Peoria, Illinois. And, and just immediately the, the, um, uh, yeah, just immediately you could see the gears turning that he was like, if you guys shot here, you might want to come out to my hometown where I'm living in spring hope. And maybe on the next project or the project after that, you guys can do it here. Flash forward two years later, I, I came out and uh, at first, you know, we went around the state and, and went to all the usual suspects as far as where to film. And he was really pushing it. Spring Hope is is kind of a hidden, uh, a hidden film studio. You know, it, there's a lot of stuff close by. Uh, it's small. It feels almost like a backlot in itself. And that, you know, we can build the space and have the space to create the studio. And yeah, sure enough, you know, we we started to look at it closely. Uh, I said, yes, let's do our next film here. And then the film after that. And then it just continued to expand to, well, this may be a big opportunity, not just for the next two films, but for an entire film studio. And uh, we had been talking with with Edwards, with Nathan Edwards, at um, about building some of our film sets. And uh yeah and and you know passions just aligned and we decided to jump in and and you know start this start this big venture and i would assume doing some indie films maybe you had some experience raising private capital but this seems like so much larger than that how did you kind of deal with anything that felt overwhelming at the time well with this one um well with this project to be honest we are all funding it internally and um, so we didn't have to raise anything outside. And the goal is also to uh, use the films that are shooting at the property to continue to expand infrastructure. And, you know, there's Wilmington is the, the, the really the central hub of film. And so our our focus is jobs training. Uh, really building out more infrastructure in and around Raleigh uh, to support the studio. <clears throat> but really, we're really confident that it, it won't take much it, much time to do that. Uh, for example, we brought out a um, very high class uh, 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 production. Um, <clears throat> we brought out a very high class production uh, designer and construction team, and they re really trained uh, the the local Edwards uh, folks, and they picked it up extremely quickly. And so we're going to continue to to do that with you know professionals from Hollywood really communicating how things are different for film, what the environment is like, so that there's really, um, you know, one of the greatest, greatest film community in and around Raleigh uh, after we do a couple projects together. And just for our listeners, like I, I went to Wilmington 2006, 2010. So I was there about five years or so. It was pretty busy then. There was One Tree Hill and different shows and Iron Man 3. It seemed like somewhere between then and now, most everything went to Georgia. That's where all the Marvels went, Walking Dead, everything else. Can you talk a little bit about what kind of happened the last 10 years with tax incentives and Georgia kind of booming and how you can kind of bring some of that back to the state? Yeah, you got it. So what a lot of people don't realize is it is extremely difficult to make a movie. Uh, there, We always talk about a flood of content, but you know, especially for independent producers, it's very, very hard. And they're extremely costly. And so having tax incentives or different incentives to shoot in various locations is extremely important. And so often when a film producer or production company is targeting where they're going to make a particular movie, that's the first decision. Where is the best tax credit for the particular locations that they're looking at? 
And so what happened is, is North Carolina had, had one of the best incentives. And after a change of leadership, it was, it was decided that not just for film, but for all tax credits, those were going to go away. And just, you know, at, at the snap of a finger, every, all the films disappear because it's such a key, key factor in why to choose a particular state. So it wasn't just in film, but across the board, uh, the politicians really realized that this was not the right choice and, and went to counteract that. But often, you know, if you're building a season and you're looking at filming for multiple years in a particular location, you need a credit that's very dependable, that you know isn't going to be changed. And so what's what's really needed and what we're advocating for is just reassurance to the Hollywood community that the credit's back and it could possibly get better. There's a bill in front of the house right now called 301 that would have an additional 10% bo uh, bonus. Uh, on top of what's already uh, uh, applicable to the state. And that would really be quite a game changer for North Carolina. It would uh, make the tax credit one of the most competitive in the world. And, you know, there are so many benefits to having film in a community. It's not just great for tourism. Uh, you know, people love to New Mexico, for example, after Breaking Bad, you know, so many people love to come and see the locations for that. Mm -hmm. um, it's, it's great for tourism, great for getting people to the state, putting putting the state, you know, more on the map. Mm -hmm. And it also, you know, is blue collar workers who make these things right. Seamstress, seamstresses, construction people. And so it really provides um, yeah, great, great, you know, well-paying jobs with unions. And, and so our goal is, is really to make the case that, um, you know, it's, it's Hollywood needs to come back to, to North Carolina and it's, it's a win-win then for everybody. I was actually raised in Georgia and I started my first dealership in Georgia in Noonan, very close to Sonoya. And if you know anything about Sonoya, Georgia, you know about Pinewood Studios by now, uh, which is, you know, Sonoya is about 40 minutes outside of Atlanta and, um, being right next to that in Noonan, uh, I got to see firsthand what a studio can do to a uh, struggling city or town, not city, town, because um, it was a game changer, not just for the town, but the county and uh, everything, the city that's next to it, which was Atlanta. And um, yeah, so being a you know filmmaker at heart, uh, knowing that that's my end game, Whenever I was looking at another dealership uh, location, uh, Raleigh popped up on the map. And after some due diligence, we found Spring Hope. And when I got here, it was uh, under the pretense of obviously making dealership, the second dealership. But uh, when I got here, I immediately was like, oh, my gosh. I mean, this is just I mean, it's gorgeous out here. <laughs> and uh, there's just so much potential. I mean like crazy amounts of potential, uh, scenery, uh, I mean, everything. So throughout making, you know, my second dealership, I was immediately, you know, drawn to the fact that this reminds me a lot of that same type of situation that Sonoya was in where, you know, just untapped potential. So, um, I was in contact with Rob and, the uh, you know, hardest part was getting him out here. <laughs> Uh, he's a busy guy. Um, and, uh, you know, once, once he got out here, uh, 
and we reconnected severely on the uh, set in Chicago, um, right outside the city. It's like a two-hour drive. Um, and I'm like, you can totally do this in Spring Hope as well. I mean, and uh, it just kind of, you know, that was like the first seeds planted to, you know, okay. You know, I don't think you took me too seriously yet. I don't know, Rob, I'll let you answer that one. But um, once he got out here, it was a shock and awe. It was like, yes, this is like, yes. I mean, uh, my whole thing is being out here. I've you know been here for five and a half years in Spring Hope. I've fallen in love with it. It's um, just a, such a great area. There's so much potential here. And the talent that surrounds the area is, I mean, unquestionable. It's there. Uh, everyone thinks that all the talent is, you know, closer to, you know, Wilmington and whatnot, but that's just not the case. It's everywhere. Um, and you, you build the house, they'll come. And that's been the case ever since this PR work. So. so question for both you guys on the website, it says filmmaker focus. We care about filmmakers and provide a superior customer service, regardless of project size. Can you kind of elaborate on that? Because I imagine some of the early days you may be working with the smaller filmmakers, indie filmmakers. Uh, just tell me a little bit about your thought process of being capable to cater to both large and small projects. When producers go to local areas, uh, they're really flying in blind. And it can be pretty scary for them sometimes because they're like, if things go awry, like what what then? You know, and and so what because i'm a producer myself and a director we're really working with these folks in like taking them through every step of the way to make sure they have what they need to make sure that their project is a success because if their project's a success it's it's a yeah it's a good thing for us both and also we just know how hard it is to make a movie like we've been there ourselves and so that's where we're sort of coming with a meeting of minds uh, with filmmakers. Additionally, you know, if there's some filmmakers that, um, you know, don't quite have all of their budget, uh, you know, we, we definitely don't finance, but if there's little things that they need just to, to help them make their project work, we're also happy to, to make those considerations as well. Okay. Do you want to tell me uh, about the, I think you said you're working on a project called Renner that'll be maybe one of the first films there. Can you tell me a little bit about that project? Yeah. So the first project of Ascent Studios is called Renner and it is, we're going to announce the cast uh, very shortly, but <clears throat> it is a film about AI, um, uh, about a young man who basically uh, accidentally programs his, his manipulative mother into an AI. And um, it's it's got elements of of her uh, mixed, I guess, with with Psycho in a way, <laughs> and uh, and yeah, we're very excited about the project. It's um, we've we've got some amazing sets already built, and uh, it'll be the first kind of launching off project, and just a perfect stepping stone in size uh, for building out infrastructure, building out community. Uh, really, really working with local filmmakers and teams in the area to then work into larger and larger projects. So how if someone listening to this who um, is kind of following along, maybe in the news with what you guys are doing, how can they possibly get more involved or stay better in tune? Should they be emailing you a resume or just kind of following along or what's kind of the next steps for 2023? 
Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I'll chime in on that. I mean, on our website, uh, we have uh, a link where you can go ahead and put your resume in and uh, information about, you know, what you have done in the past and uh, what your talents and skills are. We're, we're building the North Carolina database. Like we want films that are made here. Um, we want the people of North Carolina to be working on them. So as much as possible. So we definitely encourage people to reach out and, and you know, take advantage of that and, you know, help us help them build a community that we can all share. Yeah, this is very much a, a community undertaking. And it's going to, you know, anytime making a film, a film, it takes a village. You know, even if folks aren't interested in a job per se, they should go and put their name on that database because we're also going to use it for, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll be doing like a, a launch event, a sort of open house where we invite people in and um, uh, yeah, where we, we, we really, really meet everybody in person. And so that too is a, is a great way to, to uh, join in on, on uh, the building of this, of the studio and, and more work for more work in film for, for uh, North Carolina, specifically the Raleigh area. And you guys may have already kind of mentioned this. Is there anything you're purposely doing different with this studio that you've just some bad techniques you've seen elsewhere or things you want to lean into more? So one big, uh, you know, benefit of the studio is, is because not only is it lots of studio space and infrastructure, but we also have a lot of locations close by. And sometimes a production will, you know, plan a shoot on a location and it'll rain. Uh, what's nice is we will have the flexibility because everything's in close proximity that if it rains, they go inside. If it's great, you know, they walk outside. Everything's what we're really trying to do is create an entire back lot so that people don't really need to go anywhere else, but the studio to achieve, uh, all of the, the, the things they want to with their particular film. And then beyond that, you know, with the infrastructure itself, uh, yeah, I mean, from from construction, you, you know, and and power and and grid, you know, and size of the studios, uh, our goal is really to take our input as producers and directors and and uh, make it a state of the art facility uh, for filmmakers. I just kind of see it listed as late twenty twenty three. Do you have any more updates about when you'll like officially open or any of these launch parties stuff like that? I mean, it's definitely going to be a, a tailor-made experience during the building process. I mean, it's it's not like it's uh, everything just pops up at one time and here you are. So it's going to be a tailor-made process uh, where there's going to be certain levels of film that can be done, you know, unobstructively uh, throughout the building process that won't interfere with set filming. I mean, soundproofing is obviously amazing. And we're going to definitely make sure all the studios are equipped with that. But um, it really just depends. I mean, if you're looking to do a hundred million dollar feature use, using, you know, four studios, yeah, you're going to have to wait till the end of the year <laughs> for it to be you know, built. But throughout that journey of us uh, getting this you know, built, there's plenty of projects which will be handpicked um, because we have had a, a, a numerous amount of uh, which is great exactly what we want but uh you know we want to make sure we're, we're making the right films here and um and whatnot so 
there are going to be films that can be filmed here throughout the building process as studios are equipped and ready for them. Yeah. And just to add to Devin, you know, we, we also plan to have our launch event um, <clears throat> probably at the end of May. Uh, it depends a little bit uh, how intensive things are on pre-production on the first film. Um, but looking at, at around that window and, uh, and as Devin mentioned, you know, it's not going to pop up all at once, but we have space now. Uh, we're obviously shooting our first film and just, you, you know, um, over a little over a month. And, uh, and so we, we're, you know, we're, we're ready for films, ready for films to, to come in and use the studio space and, uh, uh, yeah, and start working with us. Thanks so much for tuning into the show. Before you take off, I want to give you a free gift. I'm giving you my first book, Ink by the Barrel, for free. That's the digital download and audiobook at brockswinson.com. Inside this book, you'll learn how to annihilate writer's block by embracing Elizabeth Gilbert's playful trickster mentality. You can learn to weaponize your anxiety with Kevin Kelly's different is better approach. And learn how to defend your time with Ryan Holiday's calendar anorexia mindset. There's just a few other ideas in the book, Ink by the Barrel. It's also based on over 400 interviews I've done right here on Creative Principles. So go steal that book right now, Ink by the Barrel, to learn how to be a prolific writer. You can get your copy that's digital download and audiobook at brockswinson.com, B-R-O-C-K-S-W-I-N-S-O-N.com. If it's your first time here, thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Make sure to hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode.